Welcome to Unqualified Sports, where the unqualified athlete has the most qualified opinions. And that's basically speaking for myself, because Shad actually played ball. What's going on, big dog? Ain't nothing, man. I was kind of jealous, but I wanted to do the intro for this show, but I'm going to let you slide. I'm going to catch the next one. Go ahead, son. <laughs> Welcome to Unqualified Sports, where the most unqualified athletes are most qualified. <laughs> you messed it up. It's all right, son. It's all right. I ain't know you, uh, you used to DJ in your spare time, bro. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so now you know I had my little hustles. I sold pecan, candy, CDs, all that. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, it was what it was. I had to, you know, do what I got to do. You know, just so happened, just so happened in this closet, I got uh, a turntable. Uh-huh. That wasn't even my voice. That was, that was the turntable, dog. Um, you know, the actual turntable. I was a turn. Hey, that was a turntable, bro. You know, that's when you got it, you got it. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you got it, when you got it, when you got it. Okay, yeah, let's get to the show. So clearly, we got a lot to discuss because. We got a Super Bowl coming up, and uh, we got people that's in the Super Bowl. And uh, I don't know if we, well, you pick one of them. I sure didn't pick the other one. I think she might have picked the other one. Maybe you might have. No, yeah, I don't know. She did. She, yeah, she, yeah, picked, she picked the other one. Yeah. So I'm all the way wrong in that. But so before we get into the actual Super Bowl game, let's do some recaps of what we witnessed uh, last week. Um, it almost seemed like the games was more about the referees than it was about the actual play. Uh, at least in one of them. <laughs> We'd start with the Saints and the Rams. Um, I mean, Saints clearly lost. They lost in overtime to the Rams. Had a very questionable call. Um, a pass interference call that the, that the DB actually admitted to was... Uh, a pass interference that just didn't get called. He thought it got tipped. Saints feel cheated. Some of the fans feel like they owe them that Roger Goodell need to redo it and all this stuff. Uh, but as far as football goes, bro, before you touch on that, what did you think about the game as far as just the football aspects, not the, not this, not that one particular play? Um, as a whole, man, I think it was two great football games. They both came down to to the end, you know. Uh, emotions was definitely high. It had that feel, you know, of an important game, as it definitely was. And, man, I was excited. I was on the edge of my feet for both games. I really just got to enjoy both of the games since I didn't have a, a dog in the race, you know. It would have been nice to see the Saints win it just because that's the city I'm from. But, you know, it, I really just got to enjoy it and, I was I was pretty pissed at that New England being beat the Chiefs though. Hey, look, <clears throat> I know we we talked about this earlier, bro, and I know how you feel, and I didn't been there because I don't want to see the Patriots really win too much more anyway. But when you think about this team, it's got to be this got to be the greatest franchise ever in NFL history. And just in this time frame, the last 20 years, they have set themselves apart from every other. I mean, Tom Brady going to another Super Bowl. If Tom Brady win this Super Bowl, like, why are we even going to talk about quarterback play? Like, you, it's not it's no, it's not going to be a comparison. It's just going to be ridiculous. Um, But I agree, though. Uh, the, Both of the games were great. Like, this, I think this is the first time ever in championship weekend where they had both games going to overtime. Um, and you know, so that, that, that's, that, that was his, you know, historic, um, the saints, the way they, the way that they want to think that they lost is not the way that they lost. Um, uh, how about y'all give Sean Payton a round of applause for just not giving Alvin Kamara or more, uh, or Ingram the ball. Y'all had the game in hand. Y'all needed a field goal to just cinch the game. They only had two timeouts left, and y'all was under the two-minute mark or right at the two-minute mark. Y'all could have won the game. Sean Payton, won, I don't know what kind of – I don't know what he was thinking, but everybody – it's overshadowed because of the, the, the blatant play. But I, to me personally, I think Sean Payton just dropped the ball. I think he dropped the ball. What do you think? 
Since I haven't heard it yet, and I'm pretty sure somebody didn't say it, but I just haven't heard it. Drew Brees ain't getting no kind of flack for this. And anybody else, they would have got flack for it. Drew Brees is way more veteran enough to say, I think we should run the ball and run the ball and call that audible. Or not make the the horrible play. Now, that's on more a lot on his offensive line, too, because he got pressure. But not make the, the mm-hmm. idiotic play in, in uh, overtime. Uh, to just toss the ball up like that. I know he probably thought he was going to get it off, but at that moment, he probably should have just took the sack. Um, yeah. it was, that was critical as well. Nobody's giving, nobody's shunning him for that, uh, saying anything negative towards him. I know he's great and all, and he's a, a quote-unquote savior of New Orleans and stuff like that, and I get it. But he deserved criticism just as well as anybody else. He made mistakes. He, he didn't change the play. If it was somebody else, uh, I want to—I forget who it was at the beginning of the season. They was like, he has the cachet to make uh, change the play call at the line. Drew Brees do too. So, um, then that—that's all I want to touch on with that. I don't know if you got something else you want to speak on about the Rams, but oh, well, this ain't all, guys. The Rams played a hell of a game. You got to tip your hat to them. They won the game. They—they they played in a way to win the game. And and that's what they did. They won. They in the Super Bowl, and it's just it's it's it, it must have was destined for them to go and not the Saints again. And it made me feel good, even though I picked the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. It made me feel awesome uh, to see them lose. I celebrated when I saw it. I jumped with joy. You said, bro. You said. You said, man. Saints fans deserve it. They troll all year, and they get mad when you troll them after they lose. They get mad. <laughs> so it's funny. Right away. Yeah, man. I, I see you on Facebook going ham. I said, man, I'm going to let him have this greatness right now. He's feeling great. Bruh, every, I see every complaint status that i seen, I laughed at it. I'm so glad Facebook got a laugh feature. Every time, man, we got cheated. Ha ha. Man, we got blah, blah. Ha ha. Boy, I'm laughing at all y'all. Because it's not that, that's not the reason y'all love. But anyway, I got my shine on, you know. Had to, yeah, as a cowboy fan. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the Patriots and the Chiefs, um, I mean, that was an awesome game as well. It had some questionable calls in that game too, but uh, I think I think it just all boiled down to who, you know, who 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 can uh, execute the best, and I just think they were yep. just a little more efficient. Than the Chiefs, and I think that's what it all boiled down to for me. What you thought about that game? Um, great game. What it really was was the Chiefs put themselves in a hole too early, to me. You know, it almost felt like the whole game it was fighting up. You know, trying to climb, trying to get back in, it, trying to get back in it. And every time they did, or they made a play, the Patriots had an answer for it. You know, and dealing with a close game. And it's Tom Brady you're going against. You can pretty much just cancel it. You know he's going to make all the right plays, all the winning plays, nine times out of ten. 
him and Bill Belichick, man, what they've done the past two decades, and then they night Super Bowl, just ridiculous, bro. Like, I don't know what to say, and I hate that organization, but Tom Brady has played 16 years, well, 17 years, but one year, you know, he, he didn't play a game. He only played one game to his ACL. So he played 16 years, and he's been to 13 AFC championships. That's it. Um, that's just ridiculous, bro. That is just absolutely ridiculous. Especially in football. It's just even more unbelievable in football because, one, you never, you never heard of it. Um, so they're doing something that's new to everybody, which is easy to hate change. It's easy to hate something that's different from what you used to. Because I know, I, 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 like I said, I hated them too, but you just, like you said, you got to kind of tip your hat to them. Um, D Ford, I bet you won't line up outside no more. I bet. I don't care who he played for. Offside is going to be a penalty that probably will rarely happen for the remainder of his career because that pretty much cinched them not winning the Super Bowl. I mean, they had opportunity after that. Their defense should have stepped up in overtime. I get it. That offside. Yeah, that was it. Pick City. They had the interception. They was good to go. Um it was just a lot of fluky, crazy stuff happening in that game with the Julian Julian Edelman, with the 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 muff punt and uh, uh, Hogan with the catch, the 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 penalty against uh, I want to say D Ford. No, it might have been Chris Jones on Brady where he Chris supposedly Jones, it was Chris Jones. Yeah, he supposedly hit him yeah. in the face mask, but he didn't touch yeah, him in the, the face family. mask. Didn't touch him barely at all. Right, but the same thing happened to Patrick Mahomes and no flag get called. Um, I do want to touch on this um, before we move on. We're going to move on real fast. But what do you think about this? These are the two conversations that everybody's trying to have now. One is that they should change the overtime to having uh, where they both both teams get a possession regardless of how they score on the first possession. And then the other is they should be able to review pass interference and certain like very questionable calls. Do you think either of those should be changed? Um, as far as the the both teams having possession of the ball in overtime, they are, you can see that they're pretty they're moving toward that point slowly but surely. Anyway, it used to be shutting that. Now it's the first team after score a touchdown. If they kick a field goal, then the other team gets possession. It's it's slowly moving over to that point right now. So I can see that change being made and. As far as the pass interference, um, under two minutes, I can see it being reviewable. But all, but but the whole game uh, is pretty excessive to me. I'm not I'm not sure how I really feel about that right now. But I think definitely under two minutes or something like that, it should be definitely reviewable. Okay, I got it. I got a little better for you. I agree with the two minute thing. How about you only imp, uh, apply that rule in the playoffs? That's when it counts the most. Yeah. If you do yeah. it only in the playoffs, you don't add a challenge, but you make it to where if it's in the last two minutes of the game, they supposed to automatically review it anyway. But if they don't and you challenge it, you ought to be allowed to, especially if it's something as egregious as, as that was. But the only thing is with that, we have never seen a penalty that egregious not be called. So the chances of it happening again is slim anyway. Um, but they do have plays like that in the game. So, I understand. Far as the the overtime sh- the overtime stuff, I was about to curse. Far as the overtime stuff, they don't need to change it. <laughs> I personally don't think they need to change it. I think what they have is perfect. If you look at the Saints game, the Saints and Rams game, that defense did what they were supposed to do. They created a turnover. They got the ball. They won the game. The Chiefs had the same exact opportunity. It's not. It's not. Oh, I want to see Patrick Mahomes throw the ball. At the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes not the only player that's getting paid on that team to do a job. So if the yeah. other people don't do what they're supposed to do, uh, or if they get outskilled at whatever they were supposed to do, that's just how the game go. It's it's the playoff. This is a game to go to the Super Bowl. I don't want to see. I I want to see in the first four quarters who gonna win. If y'all have to go to overtime, then whoever gonna win, who gonna win? I don't wanna. I don't know. I just don't think they should change. But I see what you're saying though. I I just don't want to see a college football game played in. In, in the playoffs, 
in the suit. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see that. I want it to be some kind of way, definite ending. So, moving forward, we talking about the Super Bowl. We got to kind of, we going to kind of preview it a little bit. Clearly, we got the Patriots, the Rams. Irony, first Super Bowl, Patriots won in this run against the Rams. Um, Another irony, Ty Gurley tweeted in 2012, I want to say, if he go to the Super Bowl, he's sorry to the New England fans, but that's who he going to play in the Super Bowl. Real weird stuff, right? That's um, It is. It is kind of crazy. We don't want to pick our winners right now, um, but maybe we could pick – maybe we could say what strengths that we think uh, – uh, what do you think about this game? Let me just talk about what you think about the game. How you think this matchup gonna play out? Um, I think it's gonna be a good game, man. I think it's gonna be a good game. Uh, as far as preparation, being prepared for the moment, and having experience, I'm gonna go with New England. As far as that goes, but I think talent up and down, like from top to bottom on both sides of the ball, I think definitely the around. In my opinion, um, this game is going to be a close game. I believe. I think it could go either way. I have a theory on on how I feel about this game. Just period, and it might be kind of weird, but you know, Tom Brady he lost to the Giants twice in the Super Bowl. He's beaten the Eagles. He's beaten the Rams. He's beaten who else has he beaten? He beat the, the Falcons. Falcons. The Falcons. Yeah, he, we can't forget the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> we can't forget the Falcons. And he and he beat he beat Green Bay and he beat Carolina. If I'm not mistaken, that's the five. So, as you can see, he had a rematch with the Eagles last year. He lost to the Eagles. Even the first time, lost to the Eagles last year. If the Rams. Can be him. Maybe this is Tom Brady's revenge too. Maybe these teams are getting revenge on Tom Brady that beat him, that that, that he beat in the Super Bowl. That's if the Rams take go around, if the Rams beat him, then hey man, who knows? Maybe it's Green Bay next year that Tom Brady plays in the Super Bowl. Maybe they're looking for revenge. You know. The funny thing uh, is, the funny yeah. thing about what you're saying is, you hate the Patriots. But you already, you just predicted them to go to the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> hey, I called you this year, right? You did. I predicted this year. <laughs> you did. Oh, hey. You did. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying, man. It's the revenge tour. You're getting revenge on Tom Brady on his way out. Well, I think that's interesting. Uh, I think if the Rams played in the NFC East, they'd have a better chance to win. I think if the Cowboys would have went to the Super Bowl, we probably would have won against the Patriots because they have trouble with NFC East teams. But anyway, that's that's another quirky little, you know, kind of crazy little thing to think about. But um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think roster-wise, the Rams clearly had a better roster. But then you got Tom Brady on the other side. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, who this man clearly, as great as Tom Brady is, really you can't take nothing away from either one of them. You can't really say one of them name without really mentioning the other, but clearly the man is a great coach. Um, nobody, nobody other than you picking them to go to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Most people kind of dated them. Uh, they they not they don't look the same. They look slow, including me. Um, but they, man, they've been showing up, man. They show up when it count, and that's one thing. You we we tend to forget because we hear all these negative things about the Patriots, like trying to the, the the media really tries to make the Patriots out to be this horrible place in a sense. But if they just so damn great, bruh. So um I think it's interesting. I think it might it might play out like you said, it might be a revenge thing. Um I can't make a pick yet. And I know we wait until next week. But even if we wasn't waiting till next week, I don't know who I was gonna pick just yet. Um, I just don't know. So I, I think it's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna be a close game. Every Super Bowl that they played in, uh, I think the biggest margin of victory that they had, or uh, any outcome, was four points. Um, so they're not gonna blow them out if they win. 
but they're not going to get blown out if they lose. So, yeah, I think it's going to be very, very interesting, man. Uh, I look forward to it. I know it ain't it ain't going to be the same in Louisiana. The Super Bowl parties actually went down by 10. Um, <laughs> once the Saints lost, no, it's not going to be no real lit Super Bowl parties like how they would have been. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I ain't tripping. I still going to enjoy the Super Bowl. I'm a football fan, so. And uh, I look forward to it, man. I look forward to that game. I can't wait. Um, I know uh, we got the Pro Bowl coming up. And actually, uh, qualified sports going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, hey, I'm happy for you, my brother, that you're able to get this experience. Um, Yes, sir. Man, look, I I can't wait for you to come back and tell us all about it. Um, Tell us who you met and all that good stuff, man. What's something you look forward to about the Pro Bowl and you going down there? Just the experience of it, just to see these guys. Because every time we see these people, you know, they're so competitive. They're trying to kill each other. Uh, they're, they're working their butt off, you know, to get to this point. Well, this, this, along with the Super Bowl, of course. But to see them finally get rewarded and to see them interact with each other in such a friendly environment, have fun, going out, you know, hanging. And I think it's an environment that people rarely get to see that side of, of these people, you know, because at the end of the day, I've been privy to, to hang with some of these guys, you know, before, thanks to my, my insider. And, you know, these dudes are just regular guys, you know. Right. They're, they're blessed to be in the position they're in, but I think a lot of people look at them differently, but, but they're really no different from, you know, me or you. They like to do the same stuff. We like, you know, hang out, have fun, enjoy our family, you know, spend time with our significant others you know, hang with our kids and things like that. That's the type of thing that these guys like to do. And I think they get to show that more when they're at the Pro Bowl. You see them at practice and stuff, they're dancing, they're taking pictures with people, the interaction, you know, and the whole environment is like one big party. You right. know, just held as in, in one weekend where they actually compete and they actually make pretty decent money for competing in such a prestige honor, you know. Right. And, and that's what I really look forward to, just seeing them in that environment, getting a chance to showcase who they really are as a person. Okay, okay. Who all going with you, bro? Man, it's me. It's my, my girl Lauren, my mom, my sister. It's, it's the whole gang, man, the whole gang. We're going to be there. Definitely, definitely. Hopefully I get a couple, couple pictures. Definitely going to have some video footage from practice. Uh, tomorrow and Saturday, along with some game footage before the game, hopefully during the game as well. Okay. All right, brother. Just make sure you come back with that addition that we was talking about to your team. You know, Pro Bowl uh-huh. baby. Come, come back with that addition. That addition to your team. I, I can't hear you. I can't hear you, bro. You're breaking up. I know. I know. I, I bet I was. Okay. <laughs> so, look. Speak, let, 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 let's kind of go a little forward. Um, Somebody that could potentially – be a pro bowler someday, maybe? If he okay. isn't too small to play quarterback in the NFL. Uh, John Gruden just came out and said Kyler Murray. Um, they He spoke on Kyler Murray saying that, you know, he he, he think Kyler Murray is a great talent. And uh, he he used to have these 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 uh, qualifying things. Your hand had to be so, so big. Your arm had to be so long. You had to be so tall. And he just kind of, he feels like, now nah, you could toss all that out the window. He said that Kyler Murray is a, is going to be a great talent at quarterback in the NFL. And the the Raiders just want players that can produce on the field, that can make plays. Um, one, my first question is, what do you think about John Gruden's comments? And then secondly, is Kyler Murray too small to play quarterback in the NFL? It's funny that um, I'm going to connect our last two, our last segment with this segment. Um, Kyler Murray is 5'11". Well, that's what he's listed as. And a quarterback that's going to be at the Pro Bowl is listed at 5'11", Russell Wilson. So, if you're saying Kyler people are saying Kyler Murray is too small, how do you explain Russell Wilson? Yeah, that's the thing is being too 
small. You know, a, a guy can flat out play, and if he can play at the next level, he'll be able to play at the next level. You know, you can't put limitations on a guy because of his height. I know he's not prototypically six five, laser rocket arm like a traditional quarterback, air quote. But the guy can play. He played at a high level. He shows you that in college, and. I think he can be successful in the NFL. As long as he continues to work and develop as a player, I think he'll be fine. But Russell Wilson is a live example of why you can't say this guy is too small to be able to play. Okay. What you thought about what, what John Gruden had to say? You think they, that the Raiders going to go after him, or you think it's something else? Um, I don't really know why he's saying that. When he has a $100 million, $100 million quarterback on his roster, I think Gary Carr should be a little offended by that, but you know, who knows what John who knows what John Gruden is thinking? But that guy has just traded Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper during the same season, so I can't rationalize with anything John Gruden is saying at this point. Well, funny thing about what you just said about how uh, Derek Carr should be upset by what John Gruden said. Derek Carr actually got upset with what Max Kellerman and Stephen A. said, and actually, to quote him, called them clowns. Those clowns. Um, <laughs> now, I I, ain't, I don't want to get too much into that. Um, to me, Derek Carr, as far as when you comparing, say, a Stephen A. and Max Kellerman in their profession, Derek Carr and his profession, where they stand at compared to their Pierce, I don't even think we need to be talking too much about that. It's just funny to me that he said something to them about what they said about how he plays and not about their coach saying that they he basically gonna get he might get replaced. I, I think that's ironic. I think that's very ironic. But I don't I personally well, I'm, I'm with not, you. Well, you can't say you can't say that with John Gruden, you know. He, he can't. You can't call him a clown. Uh, uh, call him a dog though. He can call him he can call him a <laughs> A cult, a cult horror movie classic uh, figure. You know what I'm saying? He can call him a lot of things. But either way, um, as far as Colin Murray go, what? Well, as far as John Gruden go, I, I heard Damian Woody say this, and I kind of feel him. I don't know. I'm like you. I don't know what to tr- really trust with John Gruden. He could be blowing smoke. The chances of him getting that dude is slim. In the like early in the first round. Uh, he probably trying to bait somebody else to to get him, talk him up, get somebody else to get him so he can get who he want. Now, you know, people play those type of games. But um, I personally don't think he's too small. I'm with you, Russell Wilson, uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees listed at, what, six foot, six foot one? And a lot of people say he not that. Um, but my thing is, if the man can put up over 50 touchdowns and he playing with a, uh, he playing with an offensive line, who is basically NFL ready uh, for the most part? They 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 big men like an NFL lineman would be. People saying he won't be able to see over the line and stuff like that. But if he get a good offensive line, that won't matter. Um, he could throw the ball if he if he got the time. He clearly has the arm talent. He has speed. I think he uh, he a little he not as thick as uh as Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson a little Russell Wilson a little more solid. But um that that can that can be. Uh, added to him, you know, over time, um, he can get stronger. He can get a little, get a little more solid, gain a little weight. I think he'll be fine. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if he gonna get picked high. I think that that height thing gonna affect it, but we'll see. He could potentially be next Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's crazy that we can, you can say that with some type of confidence. He might be the next Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, before we move on to the next thing, I don't want y'all to think we forgot because we didn't. But we still are giving away Pelicans tickets. Make sure you're listening. Make sure you follow the rules if you want to qualify to win these tickets. We're doing it. We're going to be announcing it very soon. So make sure... If you haven't already, go subscribe, go follow all the rules, repost it, repost your subscription, the screenshot of your subscription to our podcast to enter your name to win two tickets to the Pelicans versus the 76ers. Please do that. Um, Shy, 
James Harden, bro. Yeah, we talked. We talked about James Harden, and I was saying. Now I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm right or nothing. And I ain't trying to say I'm right. I ain't nothing like that. But I was saying this man here doing some craziness, and I thought it was gonna end. Like I thought he was gonna have like one of them real bad shooting nights, right? And he wasn't gonna score thirty. But since then, he up to his twentieth game. Scoring at least 30 points. First off, he put up 61 last night. I checked the score. I just so happened to flip the station. They did a they and I put it on the basketball game that was on. At five minutes into the third quarter, he had 46. He ended the game with 61. In the month of January, he's averaging 45 points a game. In the last four games, he didn't score, I want to say you told me 204 points. That's 50 points a game. Only one person did it better, Kobe. Um, I, like, what what are we supposed to start thinking of this man with what he's doing? This man, like, if, if we really gonna get into the stats, this man is playing at a level that we ain't seen for a very long time, man. He done did something that Kobe or Mike never did. You know, between scoring 30 consecutive points the last 20 games. People don't know how hard that is because people take that for granted. They see people that average 30 points for the entire season. But that don't mean that they didn't win every single game scoring that amount of points. James Harden in the last four games has 204 total points. That is flat out phenomenal. Like, he's playing at a level we haven't seen on offense for a long time, like I stated earlier. And it does give you a little claim, you said a couple weeks ago, to more validity now that he's playing at this level, bro. I don't know. You might have to revisit that conversation we had a couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah. It's just unbelievable, bro. It's it's, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Like... Like, I think one night, bro, I checked. I just so happened watching something on Sports Center or something like that. And they was like, James Harden is one for something, like a, like a large number. I don't know, one for 12, one for 13 or something like that. He started the game real poorly and still scored 30 or some points. I'm like, how? You know what I'm saying? Like, in my mind, I was like, oh, what? they go to streak. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Well, they go to streak. He ain't going to get it now. Still put up 30. I said, man. In that last game, he scored 61 against the Knicks. He shot 5 for 20 from the three-point line. Damn. Nah, yeah, bro. He shot 5, but his two-pointers, he was like 12 for 17 or something like that. And he shot 23 for 26 on the free throw line. So, you know what? There go, the, yeah. crazy, the, the, the craziest stat to me that I heard about this was every point that he scored. That's 61 points. So, you could say he at least scored 30 times. <laughs> like, if he scored all two-pointers, he at least scored yeah. 30 times. None of them were assisted. None of them. He, he, not one yeah. of his points was assisted. Not one of them. Yeah. So, it's, that, that's kind of, that's kind of, I guess, it'll be like a little chink in the arm or a little, you know, about the team more than him. Uh, but he the team. I mean, if you got to put up 61 points to beat the Knicks, you the team. Especially the Jiff Knicks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that Knicks team not that great right now. They they missing one of their best players. I mean, I know they, they, they kind of in a rebuild stage and stuff like that. They not really that competitive. Uh, Hardaway's playing pretty good. You know, it, but it's not about them. It's about James Harden. And James Harden just being consistent. I I, I just want to know. What's going to really solidify what I said earlier uh, on one of the earlier podcasts is will he be able to put up these type of performances in the playoffs? That's going to be the, the real thing. Um, in, the, in, the, in, I guess, every playoff series is important. But when it comes down, if they make it to the Western Conference Finals, um, which could be. That could be in the air. But if they make it there, is he going to be able to put up – he didn't put up 20 straight 
30-point games. Is Are you going to be able to put up four straight or seven straight 30-point games when you got to go against the Warriors or when you got to go against, you know, when, when the defense starts sinking in on on you? Hopefully he'll have his team back, so it might be a little different. Um, but that's going to be the real test. But as far as regular season performance, Offensively, I had I I'm, I mean, other than Kobe that year, he put up what 80, 81-1 game. Then he he doubled back and put up like sixty something the next game. Like I'm, you know, that's only two games. Like I don't even remember Kobe putting up two hundred and some points that time when he did. I think I vaguely do. This yeah, right he here, yeah, he, he had two yeah two twenty five in a full game stretch before. Two twenty. I I, yeah. I feel like I remember it a little bit. But mm-hmm. this right here is it's, it's astonishing, bro. Like, I don't know. That's it's it's it is real crazy, dog. It, it really is. Um, but you know, you got you, speaking of the of the Golden State. You know, we, you know, we talking about Harden and what he's doing, and they might have to play Golden State. Well, Golden State just got their fifth All Star uh, back on the court, um, which is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fifth all star. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, I think what I think last, I think his last game, he played fourteen minutes, had fifteen points. I mean, you think about it, like that. I think his his first game back, Clay put up forty something. Like he had ten threes in the first half or something like that. It was, yeah, he actually set the record for most consecutive threes made. He was ten for ten. Ten for ten. That's what that's what it was. That you know what I, I said it wrong. That's exactly what it was. Uh, and now they got Boogie back, and he playing yeah. like we didn't want him to play. <laughs> like the world yeah. did not want Boogie to be good right now, but he. Yeah. Uh, try to develop some words to say about this Golden State Warrior team. <laughs> Boogie is Boogie. <laughs> boogie is definitely Boogie. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, cool. That's enough, actually. Uh, now, Boogie coming off a uh, very serious injury. He had an Achilles tear. Last night, Victor Oladipo actually suffered a very tragic um, injury. He actually has a ruptured quad tendon. Uh, I, can, I can't even imagine how much that probably hurt. Um, when I seen the play, it just looked like a really hard trip. You can tell he hit his 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 knee hard on the ground. I had no idea that that's what happened to him. Um, so honestly, best wishes for him. Hopefully, a speedy recovery. Uh, he's out for the season, and he clearly is one of the up and coming talents in the NBA. If not, if 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 he's not already there, um, as a star in the NBA. Um, ironically, though. Uh, and they are third in the in the East right now. Just by the way, uh, the pace is quiet, quietly, yeah. good, really good right now. Um, but the Grizzlies have actually put Mike Conley and Mark Gasol on the trading blocks. Ironically, Conley is from Indiana. Um, do you think it'll be a good fit for him to go home if it's possible? Because I know you mentioned something else, and you can bring that up, but. If it was possible, do you think it'll be a good fit for them to try to go ahead and grab Mike Conley from the uh, Grizzlies? Um. Okay. Well, nerd, nerd time. You know, time to get my nerd bag. Uh, salary wise, Mike Conley makes uh, one hundred and fifty-three million dollars over <laughs> a five-year span. He signed that contract um two years ago, so I believe he has three years left on it. This will only be a good idea if you think Mike Conley can play well on side of Oladipo whenever Oladipo potentially returns. But signing Mike Conley to try to fix the Oladipo situation, no, I don't think so. It's not, it's not worth shelling out that type of money unless you think those two guys, which will be your franchise players, can play well together. That would be the only situation where that makes sense. So if you if you think they can blend well alongside each other, then yeah, it's definitely worth the risk. You put together some young pieces, some draft picks, and you know hope that misses bites on it. But if you don't think them two can play well together, then there's no need to either test in the water on that. Okay, okay. Well, my next question to you would be: 
do you see a good fit for any of these players in the league right now? Like outside of where they at? Because uh, I don't even know if that's a good fit for them. Um, I actually see Marc Gasol being, being good a couple of places. Uh, I can see L.A., even L.A., you know. I'm not sure L.A. has the money to do it, but if they if they take on Gasol's contract, then that takes them out of the free agency vote this year. That's coming up with Jimmy Butler, Kevin Durant, um, Clay Thompson, and those guys, Kyrie Irving. A couple of those guys will become free agents, and L.A. will be too strapped salary cap wise to make a run at those guys. So that's why I don't see them taking Martin Gasol, but I do see it being a good fit just from a basketball standpoint. LA lacks a traditional center. I mean Javel McGee's playing good and Tyson Sanders giving great minutes off the bench. But, you know, they don't have a true center, a guy they can throw the ball down to, command the double team, score off the low post, and protect the rim. Right. So if they were to add that type of guy, that would instantly make them a lot better. But like I said, I don't believe they're going to take this stuff out, out of the free agency party that's going down come June, July. Okay, okay. I know it seemed like um, seemed like every time a name come up uh, that's going into the free agency free agent market, the first place they say, even before LeBron got there, was they going to the Lakers. You know, it's like, that's the ideal place to go, which is very understandable. Um, so I did hear, like, excuse me, that Conley might be a good fit for um, <clears throat> for the Lakers. Uh, you know, you you getting we're getting so many injuries at the at the point guard spot. You got Lonzo hurt, um, Rondo staying he in and out. So Conley, I think, would be a good pickup. But like you said, the, the, the contract is overwhelming. Uh, to say the least. Yeah. But you said something that's yeah. interesting, and um, we're not gonna get too much in detail about a particular aspect of it. But I think it might be something, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the dig too deep into words thing, and I'm gonna say something that immediately came to my mind when I heard what I heard on TV last week or a few days ago. However long it was. Now. I'm going to start this by saying Kyrie Irving is my second favorite player in the league behind LeBron because I just personally think his 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 name should probably be Kyrie Merlin because he's a magician. He's a wizard. He just, oh he God. a wizard. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie Merlin. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, and that's off the dome right there. That's off the dome. Bars. Bars. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, uh. I can't believe this man just disrespected bars. Like <laughs> anyway, so, um, he, he apologized to LeBron for basically what he going through with his younger players and what he put LeBron through mm-hmm. as a younger player. And he called LeBron himself. And he apologized. Now, the funny thing about it to me, he could have did that, and we couldn't have never known about it. LeBron wasn't going to say nothing, and he didn't have to say nothing. But he decided voluntarily that he was going to tell the media that I had to call LeBron and tell him I'm sorry. The part of the conversation that I don't think he said, I'll be there next year. We going to get back together and do this thing. He ain't going to tell that part to the media. But that's what I'm going to take from it. Kyrie Irving coming to the Lake Show next year. It's official. He didn't apologize to LeBron. We never thought it was going to work because their relationship was torn. And now it has been stitched back together with titanium. And it's going to fit in the Lake Show. And we're going to see. With titanium. It's never going to be broken again. Never going to be broken again. Not an iceberg never gonna break this. So Kyrie coming to the Lake Show, bro. Now his camp has reached, spoke out and said, "No, that's not gonna happen." Cause Stephen A. Somebody, which I personally think it was Kobe. I think it was Kobe. Let's 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 keep in mind, Kobe and Kyrie are very uh, close with each other. So mm-hmm. that's not far fetched to think that. 
he might be talking to Kobe about coming to the Lakers. But somebody, random person, anonymous person, and it kind of make it seem like Kobe texts Stephen A. during the first take show a lot. Like, he referenced that a lot. But he said, I'm not going to say who said it, but that just made it easier for Kyrie to come to the Lakers show. He said it something like that. So, that's what I was thinking when they said Kyrie apologized. I was, I was like, man, Kyrie coming to the Lakers. Man, this is what I talk about. Like, that's Kyrie. Come on, bro. Come on home, bro. We welcome you with open arms, baby. Because just know, majority of them fans that was Cavalier fans, they Lakers fans now, baby. We here, man. We here, baby. Come on, baby. We love, we still love you, Kyrie. I still love you, bro. Come on. Come on over. Now I know I know Shy won't dismiss this, and I clearly we ain't gonna talk about this next thing for a long time, cause y'all know how I feel. <clears throat> and I feel like the build up to this make y'all know what exactly what I'm talking about. Cause we talking about people that ain't that that's free agents that's looking to go other places. Carmelo Anthony and got traded again. This is fifth team in two, what, two, three years? Carmelo Anthony has been on five teams in two years or three years, something like that. It's still far-fetched, right? It's Carmelo. Like, we ain't talking about Corey Brewer, who just got a 10-day deal and balling out of control right now. We talking about Carmelo Anthony, who just got paid $30 million, what, 20-something? Right at 30, right? Then got a five, then got like whatever the minimum was, and he got traded again. <laughs> so, OKC ain't wanting. Hold on. The Knicks ain't wanting. OKC ain't wanting. The Hawks ain't wanting. The Rockets ain't wanting. That's folks. It is five teams, two years. Now he with the Bulls, and they talking about they going to pay him out. And you know what they talking about? He, gonna, he, he might wind up. The Lake Show. Please. Uh, Everybody. Man. Please have on Look, your... I hope, I, I hope this dude play good, bro. This one is the blood LeBron, make sure you got your little mask on. Like when you're visiting uh, contaminated areas. You make sure you got your breathing yeah. mask on. You yeah, make sure man. you don't touch this man. Don't do none of that. Okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with the criticism. My question, and and we 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 almost done with the show, bro. But my question to you is, why is this so consistently happening to this man? Why? Why? I I don't get it. Cause I, I even though I'm being funny and being somewhat, I guess disrespectful in some people's eyes, I'm clowning, but I get it. He don't des- honest honest to God, dog. He don't deserve to get treated like this, dog. Five teams in two years. It's Carmelo Anthony, bro. Like, that name ought to exactly not have this happen. What'd you that's say? exactly why it's happening, man. They, they, they do another dirty. But I don't think he wanted to play for any of those teams anyway. I just think those are ways for, for teams to get out, get out of that contract situation with him. And let's, get, let's be honest here. None of them want to go to a last-place Bulls team Play, for, play with a team that basically calls them and giving up on the season and trying to get a, a top five, top three draft pick. So they see no need for Melo to be on there. I still feel they're going to leave him. They took the contract off the team hands and gained a, a second round draft pick, I believe, or I set for some sort. And they're just going to dump him and let him be free to sign whoever he wants to sign at, you know. And if Melo can't make it, make it this go around here, then I believe this will be it. If it is LA or whatever it is, I believe he has to make it work this time. If not, happy trails to you. Mello, they're going to always have a seat next to Paul Pierce and Chauncey Billups, yeah? They do a great job, and I'm pretty sure if you add you with Tracy McGrady, Chauncey Billups, and all them boys, you'll be perfect, man. You, Michelle Beetle, man, I can see it right now, man. You'll be a great commentator. Great. I can see you on first take. Discussing how somebody else is about to retire or should retire, and and then and then admitting that you should have did it early, like whatever. But either way, 
you know, Carmelo Anthony, bro, honestly, bro, I, I joke a lot about Carmelo Anthony. I do have a lot of uh, respect for the fact of who he is as a basketball player. I just personally think at this point in his career, he's done. Um, I know he don't believe that, and no athlete really wants to ever accept that. No great athlete, anyway. Uh, so, I get it. Uh, but, uh, best wishes to you, Melo. I just hope you don't end up with the Lakers. Just pray to God that you go somewhere else and not the Lakers. Because once we get Kyrie, we can't have your bad juju in the in, over here. You got to go. And Anthony Davis, these two dudes that Look, we need them there. We don't need you there. So, anyway, um, that's basically going to wrap us up, man. Um, I do want to shout out Meek Mill, Jay-Z, uh, Robert Kraft, the owner of the uh, 76ers, um, and the other guy, I can't think his name, from CNN for what y'all trying to do for prison reform. And y'all have a goal of setting free uh, a million people that, that have uh, suffered from this whole prison reform thing that's going on and being mistreated with due to the uh, legal system and things of that nature. Um, so I, I, and I personally, you know, known people that have went through things that they shouldn't have went through because of this type of stuff. Uh, so I want to shout them out there. I think that's a great thing that they're doing. Uh, I think it's necessary and I think it's great that it's a combination of cultures coming together to, make a change um in in this country that we live in so i think that's a great thing what'd you say i'm sorry son yeah definitely definitely bro um anything else you want to add man nah man i just appreciate the support that we have y'all uh, we should have some some visuals some footage coming this weekend Yeah, and look, I want everybody to make sure y'all put the spirit fingers up, point them towards uh, where the pro, where the Pro Bowl at, Orlando. Yes, sir. Put them, put them blessed hands up. You know how the preacher tell you to put your hands up, and everybody put their hand up towards towards the uh, pulpit. You know, just imagine the pulpit is in Orlando. I need everybody to go ahead and pray for this uh this secretary baby to come back from Orlando, this Pro Bowl baby. Yeah. We gon' we 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 won't shy to go ahead and add that addition to it. Like shout out to your secretary who bought the who gonna end up getting that upgrade, who gonna end up getting that promotion. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to her. You know, she keep she made she she a key point to this show. She she key that this man is a great asset to this show. Every every good man got a strong woman behind him. Just know that. And shy got a good a great secretary that he gonna. You know what I'm saying? Look, I'm, hey, you know what? I, mean, I, want to try, I, I want to tell you something before you end this show, bro. You want to what? You've been real funny. I want to tell you something before this episode here. You've been real funny this show, bro. I want you to know that. You've you really been a funny guy this, this episode, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, I'm just trying to look out. I, I, I want our family to expand. You know what I'm saying? I just want our family to expand. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. And, you know, the more the merrier. Um, you know what I'm saying? Let's 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 have a good time. Uh, shout out shout out to my CEO. You know, I can't keep promoting somebody else's secretary and knowing my, my secretary just got a promotion. So shout out to my CEO. Um, you know, I love you and all that good stuff. So that's all we got. Again, y'all be blessed. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Y'all tune in next for next week's show.